Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where today the two of us, in no particular order, but I'm Rosemary, and that's Beatrice McCabe, are going to be discussing all of the things we've learned from the myriad self-help books we've read, the titles of which Beatrice probably cannot remember. That's accurate, isn't it? extremely mean. Before we get started, if you've been missing our Friday mini-sodes, they now live over on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 a month, you can get a weekly exclusive bonus episode, as well as you'll get this very episode, your regular Tuesday episodes, early and ad-free, and then there's other random little treats that we're cooking up for the future, for the for, for the long-term future, Beatrice, just absolutely panicked at the idea of these treats that we're cooking up. Untrue. We are, we have big plans. Untrue. So, yes, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on Patreon. Thanks for sponsoring us. Thanks for listening to us. Supporting us. Thanks for being here. You sound very RTE. Thanks. Well, I'm not sure if that's a compliment, but... Thanks, Zach. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for supporting us. Correct. <laughs> thanks for helping us raise funds for the Palestinian Fund. Thanks for, thanks for being you. And that is well, exactly the kind of thing that a self-help book would say. Thanks for being you. You are enough. You are enough. Oh my God. I saw a picture today on, on Instagram that said, if you want your guests to know you're struggling, and it had a picture of like a print that said, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough. Well, you are like, enough. Do you know in, what? You are enough. In, but Interior decor for if you want your guests to know you're struggling. I did think, Rosemary, that there was something interesting to the um, Instagram story that you posted the other day where somebody wrote I, I believe Glennon it may have been, Doyle it may have been your idol Glennon, Glennon Doyle who said something like was having a bad day did 12 minutes of yoga um tapped myself on the head tickled my foot no, and now me. everything is I good I can tell you word for word what it said said I was having a terrible day I drank a glass of water and did 12 minutes of yoga things don't have to be complicated Sometimes the easiest steps make the biggest difference. So Rosemary, why so hateful? And down below, you had written an extremely psychotic, scrawling handwriting. It was a gif, Granny. What had had you written? (laughs) I hate this. Yeah, I hate this. Very petty. It was a gif. Psychotic handwriting. I understand how the internet works. The psychotic gif. Yeah, I did. Yeah, fine. Not very, I'd have to say, open-minded. In an eloquent script. It definitely felt judgmental, and I thought to myself, why so angry, Granny? Can I just point out, when I was reading Glennon Doyle's Untamed, and I was reading excerpts of it out to you, you were in fact the psychotic angry granny. Well, Rosemary, my answer to that would be, the key is in there in what you said, when you were reading it. You were meant to be reading it for our book club. You were reading it, and I said from the beginning, I was not reading it. No, you didn't. Rosemary, you only decided you halfway were re- through you weren't yeah, reading it. Because you read it all out to me because and I, I hated you it off. Yes. so much. But you know what, it's Rosemary? very patriotic. Hate, I really hate. Yeah, That's extreme. I didn't need, but uh, Rosemary, you made the choice to, you You obviously follow her on Instagram. Why? No, I don't. You, Actually, no, so no, how did somebody you shared that. that? Somebody else shared it. So why didn't you close your eyes and move on? Take a deep breath, drink a glass of water, do 12 minutes of yoga and move on. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Can I just ask, are you going to be this annoying for this entire 30 minutes? Potentially. That's 40, going to make, 42 minutes. Okay, it's going to make this difficult. So why did you not just move on? Why do you allow these people to get under your skin? It makes me think that, Rosemary, maybe health... Don't interrupt me again. It makes me think that potentially self-help books are not for you. 
it's your turn to talk. Well, you didn't ask me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, we're going to have a fun episode. We'll it talk about fun. all the intelligent self-help books fun. you've read. I'm Shut fun. up. Stop interrupting me. Do not interrupt me again. Close that mouth. <laughs> Close your mouth wide open. just about to start saying something. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about how, how different we are and how you have read a lot of kind of self-help or like self-improvement books along the line of business. I, however, have read Glennon Doyle Untamed. I've read The Rules. I've read The Game. I've read He's Just Not That Into You. I've also read, what was the one I told you today? Uh, Let me tell you, Rosemary, there is nothing I despise more than a self-help book. I've read, sorry, You Lost Him at Hello, a saleswoman guide, a saleswoman's guide to sealing the deal, which I think I read during the like three seconds of my 20s when I was single. I was like, I'll never meet anyone. And I read that. I only like books that are actually about psychology, like the psychology of leadership, of work, of thought. I hate anything that is people's, like when, when I start reading books and people are like, I thought, therefore I, I'm like, I don't want to hear your thoughts. I don't want to know. I don't mind your conclusions based on this scientific study and this scientific study and this observation. I do not want to hear your feelings or your thoughts. I do not want feelings entering into this. I find it repugnant. It drives me nuts. So me. harsh. It drives me nuts. Why do I you don't think it drives it? you so nuts? Why can't you just close your eyes and move on and pretend you haven't seen it? I just think like it, it, there, it's all this. It's people trying to tell me how to behave based on nothing more than their own like narrow experience well this you you lost him at hello was Rosemary, like I just a book told written you. by somebody who successfully got married on how to successfully get married how do you know that's successful I mean, that was a job being, being sarcastic it was Rosemary, ridiculous people don't know that you sound very serious and you've just come oh. over here and successfully got married yourself as you keep telling everybody we meet I came over got on tinder I successfully got married <laughs> <laughs> I successfully got impregnated I successfully got married can you, can you please just dial down the arsehole by like <sighs> 17%. It's not by an arsehole. It's not an arsehole. It's actually brilliant. You're being an arsehole. It's actually dead right. Like the fact that I have not I said, been telling anyone. I came the, over, I joined Tinder, I successfully got married. Just the way I, I don't it. own a single pair of wedges. Uh, people yes, have rosemary. Uh, just, rosemary. Those the are wedges, platforms. Rosemary. The wedges all your life are not a figment of yeah, my imagination. Yeah, but I don't own them right now. You literally, like one episode, we're like, you've 20 pairs of wedges at home. And <laughs> now people keep sending me links to wedges. I'm the wedge girl. I don't want to be the wedge girl. The only reason you don't have wedges is because you got rid of all your clothing <laughs> gave it all to what's I was up? depressed yeah I Shuppa know Ella. yeah Shuppa Ella. they're probably inundated with wedges they probably have an entire wedge shelf <laughs> Rosemary's wedge shelf yeah they're like nobody will take these discounted <laughs> <laughs> absolutely such a dickhead <laughs> like but do you think have have you ever read any of those more like airy fairy self-help books you know yeah, what I mean? That I listened to everything about Glennon Doyle. I've read lots of women's magazines. I hate as well. <laughs> no, I want to know, yeah. have you read any self-help books? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think so. I don't like any of those Patrick Lencioni ones either, like The Gift, The Promise, The Whatever. Oh no, do you mean Paolo Coelho? I hate them too. Hate them too. Hate Absolutely them too. Hate them. But I hate hated the ones. Tuesdays with Mari as well. Oh, hated that. The one about the dog. Yeah. And death. Marley and Me. Right. Was that Marley and Me? No, Tuesdays with Mari. I read that too. Oh. I was told it was amazing. I was I living know. in Italy. It was crap. I know. You know what? A friend of mine actually texted me today and was like, oh my God, hilariously, after you giving out about Glennon Doyle yesterday, I got a text from a friend of mine going, I'm reading this incredible book. And it was Glennon Doyle's book. I mean, each to their own, right? But like, I also hate the books that are the, I mean, I do hate the workbooks that are like, Susan, for, Susan had a problem with John. 
John had come from a big company. And I'm like, I, these made up examples drive me nuts. Do you know, they're so stupid. Which book is it that had loads of that in it? was like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Or oh, like, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was full of those. I hate, and they're so incredibly boring annoying. and unengaging and just stupid as well. You're like, no, you're also like anybody who talks like this to anybody else should, of course, like not succeed. <laughs> you know, but I yeah, loved yeah. like I loved the one about what's his name? My fave, your man. Tommaso, Pramuzic, oh. tomorrow, love him, right? How, why incompetent men become leaders? Like, love that. And it's all about like, of course it's you the do. psychology Sexist. though. Yeah. But it's all the psychology. What's my other, what's my other fave? I just read Margaret Heffernan. Yeah. I was reading one of her TED talk books up in bed last night. And I was like, I was having all these brilliant ideas about like how to manage my email. Of course, now I immediately went into work, did absolutely nothing differently. <laughs> and, but I was like, if I could do this, I would be on a, like, I would be on a winning streak. You know, I was trying to find a good book for like a good book on personal finances that wasn't like how to invest your money because I've no money to invest. But that mm -hmm. was basically like how to stop spending all your money and how to, you know, how to more smartly manage your budget. And I couldn't find anything. That well, I would like the um, look of. there's a website, there's a company called Elvest, like L-E-L-L. -E oh, you sent Vest. me this before, yeah, I think. The, the CEO of that company came in and gave us a talk in the office at Fear Bradley. And she talked about how women, you know, earn less than men, like have less wealth than men when they go to retirement, when they get to retirement, you know, come worse out of divorces, etc., and invest less than men. So therefore, you know, they invest less in their retirement. And, they, and so when they actually, and live longer than men so that then they mm. have much less money for their retirement because the men die, you know, before their money runs out, etc. And there's actually really interesting because there's a whole calculation thing. Like if you sign up, and you can invest as little or as much as you want. But when you sign up, they have you calculate, like, what do you want to invest for? Are you investing for your savings, for your retirement, for your whatever? I was absolutely horrified. I was like, well, you know, I'd like to start a company. I was like, give me, you know, a six-year kind of span of horizon. I was like, I'd like X amount of money to start out with. And it was like, okay, you're going to need to invest $15,000 a month. I was like, oh, okay. So, but, but I mean, I think there's also like a realism factor of some of these things that I go, mm -hmm. okay, I actually need to be saving more money than I am saving or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I like, the, I, I think that that whole concept of um, a company that is set up to take it, like to see it from a female perspective, yeah. obviously she was a much better talker than I am, like was very, Oh, you're a great talker. Thanks, Rosemary. Was very motivating because also it was like, oh my God, like I don't want to be the dumb dumb, you know, retiring with less than ex beside me because I just wasn't as what I wasn't savvy as savvy but also like self-interested oh yeah you know I remember when I first went to sign up for a pension which I have since basically I it's I still have it but I'm not contributing to it anymore and it's worth about 1500 quid or something it's ridiculous and they wouldn't let me take it because I was like I was like I'm emigrating I need that money and they were like no you can have it when you retire I remember when I first went in he was basically like okay so if you contribute this much per month when you retire you'll have Maybe like 1,400 yeah, euro. Probably nothing very useful. No, no. So he goes 1,400 euro a month to, to live on. And I was like, oh, that's, that's grand. That's grand. Like, you know, provided in my head, I'm like, provided I own my house and I've paid off my mortgage, lol. I'm like, I have all these things in place and I've like, you know, people are going to look after me. Like 1,400 a month is grand. And then he goes, oh no, sorry, hang on. What's your date of birth? And I said 1985. And he goes, oh no, I put it down as 1995. <clears throat> I was like, for God's sake. He basically thought I had 10 more years of investing. Oh, and then he was like, no, no. So we'd be looking at, and I can't remember what it was, but it was like 600, 600 quid or yeah. I know it was very depressing. Well, let's go back to Tomas. Anyway, I wasn't finished my conversation <laughs> about him because I also think that 
it's the books that I like, right? The self-help. They're not self-help, but like the... No, the self-improvement informational, or... Whatever. Yes. Maybe self-improvement, leadership, learning, mm-hmm. right? The continuing, the continued education, etc. Learning books. Okay. So another one that I really like is uh, Amy Edmondson who came in... Oh no, she came in nothing. She came... Well, she was part of a... It was like a t- it was like a TED seminar that I went. It wasn't TED, but like a, a you know an, a learning leadership seminar that I that I watched online last year. And it was about her whole thing is about psychological safety. Like how do teams thrive? How do people thrive? And it's all about like feeling that you can you have the comfort level to contribute without be fear of being judged. You know you have the co- you have the comfort to give feedback to take feedback without you know without kind of feeling like that's a stupid thing to say. Or, yeah, like to ask the stupid questions yes. and not feel like people are going those stupid questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or that you're not going to get fired for being thick mm-hmm. or, you know, that everybody's opinions are valued. And like, it's really hard, right? Because even if you say in a company, like, even if you try to create that, people just automatically, it's hierarchical. You know, yeah. how do you create that, like, freedom for people to opine and contribute and all that kind of stuff? Anyway, but I realized afterwards that, like, some of what I value in these more corporate manuals or whatever you want to like psychological books are what I value also though in fiction like I love Margaret Atwood right I mean even before The Handmaid's Tale I wouldn't mean it was The Handmaid's Tale but The Handmaid's Tale I liked her before she was cool I mean before I know the what TV you mean. show I know right what you mean. and then recently I read a book it's called The The Theory of Bastards by Megan oh I think I gave Schultz you that or something did you give it to me I couldn't figure out who I gave it to me I think I gave it to you for Christmas That's, is that her name it's not Megan Schultz Megan Shulman I think is her name not Audrey Listen. Shulman I think is her name Anyway, Audrey Shulman, yeah. Honest to God, look at that five names. Honest to God. I I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, I actually thought it was going to be like an AS by it persuasion type kind of book, you know, very like literary romance, right? But it was the first book, I don't know, maybe like in a decade that I read and I was like, after about four, four chapters, I was like, this is going somewhere I don't know. You know what I mean? This is going somewhere totally else than I thought. Like, I thought it was going to be, you know, she's, it's about this, um, brilliant scholar who has oh she's had I think endometriosis right so she's had all these health issues and she's finally recovering she's in a wheelchair and she goes to a sanctuary to study baboons right and she has all these theories on primates and their behavior patterns and all this kind of stuff and she's a super disagreeable individual like and then you know you get the backstory and she wasn't always as disagreeable but like not being you know, having this illness that I think, it, I think when I read about it afterwards, it was like one in 10 women suffer from mm-hmm. this. It takes an average of five to seven years to be diagnosed mm-hmm. and you're constantly, and there's another book that I read about the other day that I'm going to buy, I think it was on The Guardian and it's called something like, I mean, I'm going to forget this one, but we'll put in the notes, something about like female medical history. And it's about literally how women are never believed, yeah. right? And yeah. how women struggle and like the whole history of medicine is based around men. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know this, like the the dosage of medicine and medication and everything. I mean, that's it's not based, but it's based it's on the size of men's hearts. It's yes, based on their it's based bodies. On men, it's ba- yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so it's not, it's not tailored or cater. It doesn't cater to women. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the book. So she goes to this foundation, this sanctuary and to study the primates. And she's teamed up with this. She's paired up with this guy who's like a very strapping young man, married with a kid, ex army, I think ex military, I can't remember. And of course I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah what is like what is this romance I was all ready for like a super twee you know baboon romance (laughs) not at all let me tell you by the end I was crying I was holding on to my chair I was like what's gonna happen to baboons it was 
amazing. You and cared then about just, the baboons. Oh my God. And then just as you're thinking like, what the hell is happening here? It takes another twist and you're like, what is this? Like literally, what is this book? I was, and it was the kind of book that I kept stopping, I kept stopping to go, how did somebody A, have such an amazing idea for a story and mm. then write it so unbelievably well? Yeah, and like knit it all together. But like just how is this person such a master of prose as well as having a brilliant idea? Then anyway, I looked so her up on annoying. Amazon. It turns out she'd been writing for like 30 years. I've never heard of her, right? And one of her it's stories comforting. is like basically the whale drama. Then the next one is the, I don't know, the parakeet drama. I was like, and this wonder, is the baboon drama. This is the baboon drama. I was like, I wonder if they're all the same. So I have to buy another one. But anyway, amazing. Audrey Shulman, like, Honest to God, I told Donnie has to read it. I put it up beside his bed there because I was like, you have to read that. Because I also just read Devolution, De- Devolution, Devolution by Max Brooks. Devolution, I think. Which is a semi-thematically similar kind of book. You know, Max Brooks wrote World War Z, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, he's got, the, he's always, his books are very often about like what happens at the end of the world. Like what the happens end of civilization. civilization like, yeah. yeah. Crumbles. And in this case, it was actually really interesting. It was like all these people went to this very idyllic kind of liberal neighborhood or like community that they started up in the woods and they were like well you know we just want to be by ourselves but with all the conveniences of modern life we'll never we want last. To be, well let me tell you it didn't last and then like there's a bit about there's a whole sasquatch moment that happens so i mean there was and there was a lot of com- conversation in this book about baboons but this was more like what if the theory of bastards was now taken and done by you know netflix whereas this was like i mean this book was like the most Chef's kiss. I mean amazing I mean I cannot recommend it so I'd like to take enough. credit Brilliant. for that because I think I I think I did buy that for you because I remember at Christmas when we were buying like a pile of books for one another I remember looking up like the New York Times to see what was recommended that kind of hadn't charted you know what I mean that hadn't got like loads and loads of coverage because I was like I was probably read everything that you know what I mean? Everything that got like big. I haven't. Or, I haven't. Well, you didn't even read that where the crawdads sing. Did you read that in the end? Oh, I read most of it and then I stopped because the book club happened. But I have to go back and pick it up. The other one we haven't read. Sad. Have you read Hamnet? I haven't read it yet. No, I haven't, but it's on my list. Irish author. It's beside my bed. It's next on my bed. It's next on my list. I know. What am I reading now? Oh, I just read, which is kind of, well, self-improvement, educational maybe. I read What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey Gordon. Oh. She's on Instagram depressing. as why our fat friend your fat friend she oh. writes for medium.com as well but it was really interesting it was just about her kind of her lived experience of being what she calls there's a word for it that they now use like in the fat community anyway she's she's very fat do they call themselves the fat community yeah oh, yeah, do yeah. They? yeah but it's something it's something that you like you you would almost think oh my god it's offensive it's like something if, like extra fat if or like the fat super community fat. saw me would they be like you're a part of this community no like, absolutely and you not. shouldn't be calling yourself they no absolutely not if you can basically like the definer seems to be if you can shop in all in most shops you're not what's considered like fat because it's kind of about how fat how fat people are excluded from mainstream fashion how fat people are like find it difficult to get on flights and she talks about different experiences she's had where she's been on flights and people have asked to move and she doesn't realize in the beginning what they're talking to the steward like to the stewardess about and then eventually she cops on that they're actually going I don't want to sit next to her or that she was in a supermarket and this woman comes over and takes literally a, a mango out of her cart and goes, you don't need that. That's very high in sugar. What? Yeah. And puts it back on the shelf. And she's and she's just standing there going like, what Should just they happened? Sure, sure it was a woman. It wasn't dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like dad. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, you don't need that. 
but that was very interesting. And then what did I start reading after that? I started reading something that I was just like, oh, this is very heavy. So then I put that down and I started reading The Nothing Man, which is an Irish book. So you didn't finish that one? No, no, I finished what we don't talk about when we talk about fat. And then I started reading something else quite like gritty. And I was just like, oh oh, no, I need a palate cleanser. So I started reading this like crime novel called The Nothing Man. Crime novels. Which seems to be kind of based around, like it seems to be loosely based on the Golden State Killer, but but it's set in Cork. Oh. So it's about this girl who in her 30s decides to come out and go, I'm the girl whose family was whose family was murdered by the serial killer Sounds very in an depressing. attempt to try to find him. And then it flicks between he, the, the serial killer who was never discovered, stumbles across the book and he then gets drawn back into the obsession of his own crimes. Rosemary, this is not about, you've now gone to Sorry, but I was down. just telling you, I was just telling you what I'm reading and I think you would like that, but it's on my Kindle so I can't give it to you. I also read recently, I also, speaking of true crime, bought a book in Barnes & Noble by, I can't remember, I thought I was buying something by Donna Leone. You know, she has, she's the Italian like detective novel, but it turned out to be somebody totally else. Then Jennifer, the cleaner, put it on a high shelf somewhere. So it's, it's taken me about like nine months to finish it, but it's pretty good. I've just picked it back up. I'm a bit confused as to what's actually going on because I can't remember. I, I actually, I just love the first world problem of like my cleaner put my crime book on the wrong shelf. I know. Now I can't but, find it. But it's a very, very disagreeable detective female protagonist. I have to say I like her, but I'll have to put that one in the show. You, listen, you love a difficult female. I do. It reminds Mayor me of Eastern. what was your woman? Oh, she, yeah, she wasn't really difficult. She was misunderstood. Oh. What was that German one I was watching? Ute. What was her name? <laughs> Ute, the detective. I detective can't remember. Ute. I also, did we give Margaret Heffern a, chef, a shout out yet? Because like my yes. idol. My idol. Yes. You was, literally oh, yeah, said my idol. I'm reading her TED Talk book right now. Oh yeah. I also have Uncharted, which I have not yet read. I bought it for myself at Christmas as a Christmas present, put it in my stocking and acted bought surprised. for myself I acted Christmas. surprised so that Don would think he, Santa gave it to me. I was like, what's this? <laughs> and see, actually, he probably was really surprised because I had put some things in your stocking so we didn't know oh my what God. the other had put in. He, Do you listen, know what I mean? Totally. I, I also learned from that. Next year, I'm going to be like, <gasps> where did Santa give me a Where did this Cartier watch come from? <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, can I just... Okay, oh. let's just go back to Glennon Doyle for a second, oh, right? we're going to talk about Margaret again. Margie. No. Margie's a genius. You've talked about Margie a lot. She's literally a genius. Margaret, okay. if you're listening... You're a genius. Okay, speaking of geniuses, mm-hmm. some people are not geniuses. Oh, And that's no, what I want sorry. to talk about, Glennon. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My point about all of these, Audrey Shulman and Margaret Atwood and Margaret Heffernan, was that the thing that they all have in common that I appreciate all of them, like 15 minutes later, is the level of research that goes into each one of their books. So like Margaret Atwood says, she literally like researches for three or four years with a team of researchers and then writes her book. And when I was reading the Audrey Shulman book, at the end, it was like, if you're interested in Bonobos and would like to read any more about them, here's the like list of things oh, that I read. I read. And, like, yeah, here yeah. are all my references and here's why. I, and here are things that I came up with in terms of Bonobo behavior. And this is where they tried to like create arrowheads out of by bashing, you know, Aww. rocks together. And I was like, oh my God. Like it makes me think yeah. sometimes I'm like, I should write a book. And I'm sure everyone's like, you shouldn't. But like, I'd literally be like, let me sit down what can my brain concoct that's entertaining? Like these guys aren't, don't have, they're like, what is a serious topic? What's happening in the well, world around this topic? you could use all of these business self-improvement books as your oh, even uh, I'm bibliography. Bored what a boring, what a boring book. <laughs> anyway, sorry, speaking of research, yeah. Glennon Doyle did not do any research to write her book Untamed. No, I haven't read her other yes, books. Yes, she did, Rosemary. She researched what it was like to be married and not be married then to somebody else. Well, yeah, she, yeah, she did do that. The research of one. Yeah, there's no bibliography that I remember. 
Um, I haven't read any of her other books, but the story basically, her people, story people is that... Stuff. What I was going to say was that people genuinely love and are motivated and inspired by this stuff. And I just think I'm missing something. Well, basically, like loads of people that I know and who I would have thought we had similar tastes. Like, and I literally was reading this book going, this is so ridiculous. And they're reading this book going, this is so profound. And then I'm like, what am I, like, am I just not seeing the profundity or do I just not have the capacity to see profundity everywhere? Do you know what I mean? No, I think, I think that we're very cynical. Oh, we are very cynical. I think cynical. like, I, I don't know if that's, but I mean, it's not an Irish thing, right? Because there are a lot of Irish people who appreciate. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of Irish Glennon Doyle fans. 100%. I just, I mean, I also wonder if maybe there's a bit too much like, self-deprecatingness it's more like I couldn't be doing that I couldn't be seen to be doing that you know it's like take deep breaths and like chant your mantra to yourself and I remember I saw who's that plus size model Audrey no it's not her name Graham Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham and she gave a talk at the L Women Awards of the Year or whatever in New York and I was at it right and she was up on stage and like like I mean literally paragon of self-confidence to the point that like I was cringing in the audience like this is so over the top it's so but you know what I mean people I mean I looked around so people, people were, were loving wrapped, it yeah. and I was like this is so embarrassing like this is so cringe and she was like come on up she's like she's like let's practice our affirmations you are beautiful you are this and everyone was like love it and I was literally like I'm in the wrong place like this is it's like I cringe. need to go to the bar like I need another totally. drink I was pregnant oh my like, god it's like double whammy I'm like oh my god that makes it even more excruciating yeah. yeah but basically yeah I think it is that I'm too cynical there were loads of parts in it where she's talking about like profound revelations that she had about herself but also sorry profound revelations that her 11 year old had about social media like this kind of stuff where she's like and I said to my child do you think social media makes you happier and he suddenly looked at me with wonder in his eyes and said no mom and then we all went for a hike and you're like, no way. Like, <laughs> sorry, have you ever met an 11-year-old? Do you know what I mean? That I was yeah. just like, is this 11-year-old, like, is this the spe- super special, amazing 11-year-old that she has? Or Personally, is she just making that up? You don't have an 11-year-old. I have you a do. I have a 10-year-old. And let me tell you, when Nash had that revelation about Manny, or whatever his name is, in <laughs> Good Girls, and he was like, why do girls Back like being treated like crap? I was like, that was profound. But I then, looked at him with wonder in my eyes and then we took a hike. He took a hike down to the basement to play, <laughs> to play Fortnite, Fortnite and I took a hike up to bed but to like, try and get some sleep. How many conversations have, have, have you had with Nash where like he plays Fortnite and he gets really upset or he gets really annoyed or something and you're like, I really don't think this is making you happy. And he not doesn't go, many. you're right, mom. No, I mean, not very many. William, our eight-year-old, right, is obsessed with watching YouTube and all he ever wants to watch is YouTubers like playing among us or like discovering Sonic in real life right, honestly I hate them all oh I hate, I hate them so much there's one called I, there's a whole episode in this actually so I hate these YouTubers but anyway what's that other thing Friday I'm Night Funkin that they're all obsessed with now where it's just like wah, 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 oh my god thank god thank god I don't oh my know god. what you're talking about <laughs> next time he's no, over thank you. I'm definitely going to introduce no, him to that oh you. yeah don't worry the baby even loves it oh god well Basically, William will watch YouTube and as soon as you tell him to turn it off, he he can have gone into this YouTube watching like sunny. I mean, he's not really that sunny, but like he's perfectly happy. Oh, yeah. And he comes out of it in the the greatest depression. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And every time we're like, I don't think I don't think this is making you happy, love. Oh, and, and he doesn't turn around and go, you're right, stepmom. Let's go outside and smell the nature. No, he's basically like, fuck off. He doesn't say fuck off. But yeah, well, actually, also, I mean, just to be clear, like. When you think you're doing them, when you're like, I'm going to give them another half an hour. That's a half an hour that you're going to suffer later on. 
So like if you yeah, have a two-hour limit, give them two hours. I know, but then if you take it away from them, that's just time you're going to suffer when, they've, when they're when Yeah, but at least they're going to be in like, they're going to be... 70% of a bad mood If you, the more time you give them the worse the mood becomes and they're always annoyed when you take That's it from true. them someone recommended a book to me actually I think it's called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read oh. when I was talking about Brandon having kids and stuff and they were like this would be and I haven't, haven't read it yet of course but I should because I keep thinking like there have to be some good books out there on like navigating step parenting I think it's hard there is a lot well I don't know about step parenting but there's a lot of like there's a lot of books I mean I I was looking for some guidance also on how to manage, you know, bad tempers, this, that, and the other right. There's like, there's books about like, here's how to just, you know, bring up your child and bring them to the doctor when they have a fever and do this, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like, here's how to manage your incredibly violent and dysfunctional child. There's kind of not a lot in between that I have found. yeah, I know what you mean. You know, because a lot of the books that I bought, I now have to hide because they say things like managing the dysfunctionally angry child. I'm like, Extreme I don't, anger. Yeah, I don't want Nash to think that that's him and it isn't. It's more that yeah, it was yeah. like, there were a couple of things that I read about this book that made it sound interesting but if he were to read it, it would be incredibly distressing to him. Yes, and like definitely kids, like all kids have moments of extreme anger but if they read a book that they're like, I'm an extremely angry kid. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh my God, sorry, speaking of extreme anger, the other day Finn and William were having a bath. I hear William going, Finn just gave himself the finger. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, like... <laughs> Well, like, that was stupid. Better him than you. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay. And then Finn goes, what does that even mean? Right? And I hear William going, it means F-U-C-K-A-S-S. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have that. We we can post those nice pictures that I took when when Nash was, I said, Nash, smile for Granny and Grandpa. And he wouldn't smile. And I said, give him the finger. So he smiled a huge (gasps) smile and gave him the finger. delighted. Then Bo rocks over. Can I give them the finger? I was like, of course you can. So he gives him the finger. And then Chance comes over. Can I give them the finger? I'm like, yeah. And he sticks it with a little finger. <laughs> sticks it up at the pic- at the camera and is delighted with themselves. Like the Egypts, the innocence. Oh my God, they are absolute Egypts. What's what's the moral of the episode then? Well, I was going to ask you. So what's the most, what's a, what's a helpful book that you've actually ever read? You know what? You're going to scoff at this, but actually. Rosemary, I would never scoff at you. Please just rewind 25 minutes and uh, you'll see the lies coming out of her mouth. If you are dating, basically, if you are a woman dating men, I genuinely would recommend you read the rules, which is the men's version. No, the game, sorry, which is the men's version of the rules. So don't read the rules because it's awful. Because it's basically like, women should never make the first move. If he likes you, he'll make the first move. Women should never send the first text. If he likes you, he'll send the first text. Women should never appear too keen. If he likes you, he'll appear keen. Like it's such, I mean, possibly a lot, lot of that's of, true. Somebody made like, a lot of money out of that. A lot of money. But the game is the men's version where it's basically like treat her like shit and she'll come running, which they don't need a money from good girls. No, they don't. But I found reading the game really helpful in recognizing a lot of these kind of weirdly manipulative behaviors in men. Now, it didn't stop me going out with them for a year and a half and being like, we're going to get married. But it did, like, there were moments where I was like, hmm, that seems manipulative, but I love him. That seems gamey. But like somebody better than me might be able to recognize it and go, no, I don't want to be involved with this loser. I'll tell you another book I read that was absolute rubbish. Women are from, oh, well, men are men from, are from Mars, Mars. Women we, are from Venus. I, I, and remember what, I mean, you probably don't. When that came out, I think I was just moved to New York and I was like, this book's supposed to be amazing. So I put down Sorry, my hard... Sorry, Ty reads it in Clueless. Oh, well, I put down my hard-earned cash on it, brought it home and wanted to literally 
bash myself around the face with it after about five seconds. Absolute. Did you read the whole thing? No, I didn't. I read about two chapters. <sighs> you and I was are like, pathetic. You have to read the whole thing. No, I don't. What are you talking about? It was absolute rubbish. I was like, total like it, but it was just like the one more obvious sentence after another of like to, I mean yeah make sure you look amazing when he picks you up for your date because this is what guys really value oh my god you know what that reminds me of what was that book that we both read that we thought was going to be like a great murder mystery remember remember about your one who she, it was she was based uh, the wives oh remember oh that my god that was weird that was so weird and so confusing it was basically it was it was like it looked amazing on the cover. It looked amazing on the cover and the blurb was basically like, you know, she's in a in a like she's one of his three wives but the other wife doesn't know or something. And literally that was not what it was about. It was no, not. I wanted it to be like Big Love with like a bit of scandal. God, Big Love was brilliant that though. It was a great show. I mean, what did I learn from that? I don't know that men get it all. Men can have whatever they want and women Bill have Paul to like, can have whatever he wants. That maybe having three wives is exhausting and I actually would not like to have to have sex with three di- would I? Would I? As one husband ages, I bring on a younger, a younger, more virile one. I think it would, would be. I? I don't know. I almost think being one of the wives is like the better position. Why? Because you get someone to share all the. Sh- well, well, like, so it's like a very patriarchal system in their particular Mormon faith where the wives do all the, ho- the all the housework and he goes off to work. But at least you get two other people to share the housework with. No, and the their care. houses were a constant mess. They were constantly having to make dinner for Nine yeah, yeah people. but like imagine if there was just one wife and she'd like have to sleep with them every night. Rosemary, At least these wives got a night off. That's your life, Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> are you actually joking? Oh my God, I felt so alarmed there. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Idiot. <sighs> Idiot is right. I feel positively... Okay, so I'm not actually sure you've learned rough. a lot from any of these things. TV or books. Or, or real life, apparently. Or real life. I'm trying to think of other like what did I learn from Glennon Doyle? Do you know what the other weird thing about Glennon? No, obsessed. no. What did you learn from Glennon Doyle? Well, I basically learned that if you're if you're unhappy, because because her whole kind of backstory is that she was married to a man and they had kids, and she was, I think, a kind of an evangelical writer, wasn't she? Like she was, I think she still is quite Christian, but she was like writing like a lot about Christian stuff, and then she met this woman who is a footballer. I think she was writing about, like, I think she and her husband went through a tough patch and she was writing oh, about yes. how to keep your marriage how to, going. How to how keep how your to, marriage going, how to raise your family, yeah, yeah. how to be a good wife. And then, like, it got published and she got very famous from it and two weeks later she left the husband and went off and lived with, I don't know who this This football player, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Retired football player. Yeah. I have who to she say, like, in all the pictures... At a public speaking event. In, yeah, exactly. Their eyes locked, apparently, and that was that. And in all the pictures... Their kids actually look, her kids, I think they're her kids from the marriage. And I think she shares custody with the ex-husband, mm-hmm. but yeah. the kids look delighted. I have to say they look super happy. So, I mean, I do think that's, that nice. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, genuinely look really happy and they all look very happy together, but just painful. Like, stop telling me how, like, phenomenal your relationship is. Because honestly, like, I find it a little bit incredulous because you said this about your last one. And then you well, what I was going to say is bogged off. What I did learn from it was that if you're not happy in your circumstances or in your situation, and I'm sure it was very difficult, nothing is, I want to say like impossible or set in stone. You know, like a lot of the yeah. time when you're like, 
well, I'm married now and I have kids and I have this and we have our job and we have this and we have that. You can always change things. Yeah, but I also think she comes from a very privileged, she's very she quite, absolutely does. well off, privileged. She had just sold that yeah. book and made a huge amount of money and then yeah. got with this extremely well off And I would like so to correct like, something you said. You said she went to an event and their eyes locked. From my reading of the book, what happened was she went to an event, their eyes locked and her best friend who was at the event with her and knew her as Glennon Doyle, straight woman married to Matt or whatever with Uh two kids is like an evangelical Christian writes about marriage her best friend turned to her and said oh my god there's incredible chemistry between the two of you what that's what she says in the book that like the best friend basically says to her something has like exploded in the room between the two of you I'm like imagine if you and I went to an event you looked at a woman across the room and I went oh my god Beatrice there are sparks flying between you and that blonde woman I I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but like, I don't think either one of us pays enough attention to each other to even notice. Like, <laughs> I have never once noticed any single individual's engagement ring ever. And everyone's mm. always like, look at that person's engagement ring. And I'm like, where? So, I mean, I swear to God, you could literally be making full on lip contact with a woman at an event. And if I was, it was not like my focus, I would just be, I mean, today I was in the office. You'd only be Kevin. looking at her if she had torpedo breasts. You'd be like, yes. that's what I want. Exactly. I'd be like, where'd you get your bra? I was in an office. I was in the office with Kevin today and he goes, sorry about my fridge. He's a fr- I mean, it's a luxury. He's a fridge in the office anyway. And he goes, sorry about my fridge. And I was like, what's wrong with it? And then I realized there was an incredibly loud, like overwhelmingly loud buzz in the room. I didn't even notice. I live with four kids. Like I bear, like, I focus on what I'm focusing on. I'm very, I'm very like, one laser focus laser focus yeah mm. anyway Take oh my god head. sorry sorry before we finish I started watching The Bachelorette oh, for the first time ever I watched really? episode one yeah it's on Hulu I've never watched it before and Beatrice I really need you to watch it I won't be watching it oh please Rosemary, one no. episode a week I've already asked Kim and she said no it's literally like these 30 meatheads Rosemary there are plenty of people listening who no doubt would be happy to but I want to talk to, to talk about it with you my best friend Rosemary you can have chats with these other people your best friends I want to have chats with you no thanks sorry I can't I'm busy watching FBI, SWAT, Blue Bloods, SVU, Law and Order, and... There's um, a new series of Smothered Out, by the Clarice. way. Clarice. I noticed that. I've, I've given up on Smothered Oh, Unless you're here. Oh, and I'm also watching... The Handmaid's Tale. St- yeah, The Handmaid's Tale. And what's that other thing you tell me I need to watch? Hack it? No. Everybody in Ireland was telling me as well I need to watch it. What was it? Then when you were like, you're watching it on HBO. What was it? Uh, the Ring? No. I made that up. I have no idea. I also just watched, oh no, Hacks. I watched like two episodes of Hacks. I don't think I like it though. I don't think I've ever really Everybody told me it was hilarious. It, was, it seemed oh, funny-ish. I don't know, I hate when people tell you things are hilarious. Then my, my expectations are like too high. It was high. grand, like it was funny-ish, but I don't know. What show was everyone around telling you you had to watch? Well, everybody being Julie. <laughs> and you, you had mentioned at the same time. No, I mean, I'm sure I had, but I thought, you listen, these things go in and out of my head so fast. I probably watched the whole thing in about a week. Oh, it's coming back to me. Go on. I, I only care about Bent Coppers. No. That I'm one. Dying to watch that. Where'd you watch that? What's what's that called again? Uh in the line of duty. Oh yeah. The line of duty. Oh, that was watch great. That? I watched that on the on, on the BBC site because I paid thirty dollars oh, or something for a special IP. I really want to watch IP that. blocker. Well, you too can pay for a special IP blocker and watch oh, that. I'm not going to do that. I paid for Express VPN. But I also watched the whole of that Nicole Kidman one. Oh, the undoing. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. But so, I mean, I still really enjoyed it, but it was rubbish. You know, though, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy all the other books by Audrey Shulman and read them. Good for you. Yeah, I can't find, I can't remember what the TV show is called. Like, it was something about like teenage girls. Teenage girls. At the hang. Hang it. Hang blog. 
it's called. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up when I get home and try and put it in the show notes for okay, you. Okay, good one. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, the conclusion in self-help books is that we hate them, except for business and self-improvement books. Psychological books. With books research behind them. With just research. like our podcast. <laughs> That's why we like doing this podcast. Exactly. It I gives only me like, so much yes. practice her research skills. I, exactly. It's, it's like, it's the vocalization. It's the, it's the vocal incarnation of what my future book will be. Well-researched and knowledgeable. God, do you remember in college having to do like citations? I used to hate that so No, much. I never had a citation. I was in art college, Rosemary. Do you never have to write any essays about the history of art or anything? Yeah, I wrote them. Yeah, I wrote them and then you had to do citations for like where you got your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I used to I wrote that. them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just mistook citation for quotation or like dictation. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We are experiencing oh. a, a drought when it comes to reviews. And topics. Topic no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, sorry, go again. Feel, I mean, feel free to give us topic suggestions at any time. But we are, we are, we have particularly lately noticed a dip in reviews. If you mm. have not yet reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, or I think you can review on Stitcher or an well, Acast. Can you, can you review us twice? Just wondering. Um, I think if you listen on two different like, apps and they both do reviews, you could. Only like five stars both times. <sighs> anyway, the point is, we would really, really appreciate it if you would leave us a five star review. Write a, write a few words about us. And also let your friends know, and your family. I do love whoever. the reviews. They're gas. I sh- oh, she loves her. She loves a good. I review. love a good review. Seriously, they're gas. Yeah, she does. Except for the ones you didn't like. The ones that were like, "I love how Peter laughs at her own jokes." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. As we said at the top, we now have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/NotWithoutMySister, where you'll get our exclusive bonus episodes each and every Friday. Rate, review, and subscribe. Let your friends know. Follow us on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac, at Beatrice McCabe with an A on her Mac, at Not Without My Sister. And you can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and check out the website, notwithoutmysis.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.